0: Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics, so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Sundel, and today, I'm just so excited to share with you someone who is helping people to release trauma and blocks. Winnie Chang-Wang is, is a licensed acupuncturist that specializes in releasing trauma from the body. She's the author of Honoring Darkness, Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. Hi Winnie, I'm so grateful to have you in the show and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having
1: me on the show. I'm so excited to share myself with all of your audiences.
0: Oh, bless you. I just, I can't wait to share with them about your journey and, you know, what your life was like before you became an acupuncturist.
1: Yeah, so it's really funny because I spent the first 37 years of my life just completely disconnected from myself. Wow. And, you know, it's really funny. I never meditated a day until I was 37. And I really think that life's greatest challenges, you know, the biggest pain point, the darkest moments is actually when we get to discover who we really are and what is our life purpose and what are we here to do, right? Mm. So in 2009, I was giving birth to my second daughter when I had a spinal injury um, di- during labor. And it was really scary because I came home from the hospital and I cannot sit for 10 minutes on a chair.
0: Wow.
1: And you can imagine how scary that is but at that time I wasn't loving myself I wasn't into Mm self-care and all I thought was about was am I breastfeeding my child around the clock am I taking care of my firstborn who is 21 months at the time you know I just kept thinking about other people for example my my first daughter she's never been without mommy. And I just kept thinking, oh my God, is my daughter traumatized that mom disappeared into the hospital for two days? And, you know, is that traumatizing to one day just wake up and have no mommy? Like, does she understand what's going on? And like, I can't really explain to her that I'm at the hospital giving birth, right? Yeah. (laughs) And so all of my life, I spent worrying about my children and also holding grudges, you know, about very judgmental person, critical, you know, I inherited that from my mom. Um, so I was always judging now my ex-husband, you know, everything that he did wrong and holding grudges. And so the first spinal injury, I when I, one year after I gave birth, you know, when my child is finally sleeping through the night, I realized that it's like, I am now physically handicapped. You know I I can't do what normal people do, and it was really depressing, you know, to have a curved spine. suddenly, you know, I can't do the same physical exercises that I used to love. And because I also wasn't into healing at that time. I just kept feeling anxiety and depression, really, really bad. I think like leading up to, you know, when I had my spiritual awakening in 2017, I literally would cry every day and sometimes three hours a day, just completely in despair and darkness and hopelessness. And then I was in this near death car accident. You know, I remember what happened is like, I was still holding grudges, you know, at my then husband. And I was always worried about everything that can go wrong about my daughters. I'm like, oh, my God, does my daughter have something to sit with at school? You know, is she popular? Do people like her? You know, it's like my people pleasing Mm -hmm. tendency just projected onto my daughter. Uh, And so at the moment I have a car accident, I really thought I was going to die. And I thought, oh, my God, I just wasted my whole life holding grudges. Like being angry at things that are in the past and worried about things in the future that hasn't happened yet. I haven't lived in the present moment. Mm. <laughs> and exactly. So, so I was like, okay, if I can do it, have a do over, I'm so not going to do that. And uh, that's when I started doing meditation and finally started talk therapy and like getting, you know, Reiki and like all of these things. And I'm like, okay, like I'm given a rebirth, if you will. It's like, I've already died once, you know, like I'm not going to just waste my life and being angry and fearful. I'm just going to be in the now. And so I I started having all these spiritual cultivations. And then, you know, I had a divorce. And right up to the divorce, I was, you know, your regular healer. That's just like love and light, love and light, love and light.
0: <laughs> I'm and,
1: Okay. So it's really funny. We should laugh about this because I would even judge people. Like I would judge my husband, you know, at that time oh, you don't meditate, you have low vibes. Okay. Like if you don't (laughs) chant mantras, you have low vibes. And like, I can't talk to people who have low vibes. Like if you don't meditate and you don't chant mantras, we can't hang out. You know, I had like way like ego problems and I was spiritual bypassing. I think I'm better than everybody else. Right. And it's really funny because then bam, I had this divorce and like my ego was totally crushed. I'm like, what do you mean I heal people with love and light? I am just as full of darkness and BS as everybody else. So that led me to countless dark nights of the soul when I was just up many, many nights thinking, oh my God, everything that I ever saw or blamed my ex-husband for is also in me. You know, if I think... He has anger problems. I have anger problems. You know, if I think he is selfish and always think about himself, then I am selfish and always think about myself. If I think he's judgmental and always telling me what to do, then I am judgmental and always telling him what to do. So basically, in that moment, I have like the next layer, you know, awakening, if you will, where I realize I am just really... Like my fart smells as bad as everybody else's. (laughs) It's just like, I'm just like everybody else, you know? Like there's nothing special about me. I'm just like everybody else. And that's when I wrote the book, Honoring Darkness, Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. Because I realized so many of us just think that we're better than everybody else. We think that, you know, we walk around being so judgmental of other people. That's because it's easier to see what's wrong with other people, Mm -hmm. right? And the opportunity is to use every person as a mirror, right? So if something triggers you about another person, chances are you have that too. And you get to meet the monster. You get to do the shadow work at resolving that which is in you right yeah
0: wow i'm just blown away by the journey it's it's so fascinating because like i really understand where you're coming from because for me it took having a cancer scare at 25 to wake up um and i think sometimes it takes a big like aha moment for us to realize like we have to change we have to evolve and it is a rebirth um And I don't think people realize it's not just one rebirth you have. You have like several rebirths in your life. Yes, yes. And they—they each one is a different layer. Like you're getting lighter and lighter as you go up. Um, And yeah, I had the same thing at 2015, sorry, 2012 it was. And I remember saying to myself, if I don't change now, like I'm not going to be here. And I can really hear you with what you're saying. And then I went on the whole love and light. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like, (laughs) And then you start to see like, not everybody is at the same pace as where you are. Some people might not even be at that stage in their lifetime, but that's okay for them. That's what their journey is. And it's learning to accept that there is no wrong or right way of living life. It's what you're supposed to do for yourself and what you're here to do that's important.
1: You know, as you said that, that just so deeply resonated with me. And what I have come to the conclusion is that Every human being is doing the best that they can. Yes. And if they are not meditating or purifying into the highest version of love and light, have compassion for them because maybe they're not financially as blessed to have the resources that we did to go to the yoga class. You know, I I in in my area. I find that it's predominantly white women that are in the yoga class. You know, there's significantly fewer Asian and Black women in the yoga class. And it's the, it's the same true with any of my spiritual cultivation and classes. It's actually, you know, I'm Asian, I'm not white, but I'm very privileged to be born, you know, with money to take yoga and workshops and not worry about the money. Mm. What a privilege it is that. I have the means to go learn meditation. And so instead of me, like, like kind of feeling this superior complex, oh, look, I'm all this. It's like, oh my God, like, how can I share myself and what I know with the world? And so like, one of the things I want to do is go on podcasts. So I can share a lot of things I've learned and, you know, do have a YouTube channel, do TEDx talk, I'm always on uh, Facebook and Instagram, just constantly sharing my journey and my latest download, because basically right now I do this work purifying 24 seven. And I just love to share myself of the world because, Hey, you know, if you don't have the financial resources, it doesn't mean you can't heal. It means that you get to maybe follow me on Instagram and, you know, listen to your podcast and you guys can also elevate you know I love what we do
0: yeah yeah I hear what you're saying it's so true there's there's always a way around it even if like you said it is a privilege you're right um but there's always a way to tap into your higher self there's always a way to always learn something whether that's podcasts things online there's always tools and techniques to be discovered um but the key I feel like is to really listen to yourself and ask am I ready to heal I think a lot of people are afraid to ask that question
1: exactly you know I am doing a really deep purification in my anger because a lot of women we are told that we have to be nice girls and we put on this like nice girl mask and we're not allowed to get angry Mm. And so a lot of the anger is buried so deep that I don't even have access to. It's really funny because. So in traditional Chinese medicine, we say that anger is stored in the liver. Yes. And liver opens in the eyes. So literally I had one client, you know, she yelped me and found me on yelp and she's like hey winnie uh can acupuncture help with my eyes you know i have wow. decreased eyesight for three months wow. i said i don't know how much acupuncture can do but if you want like all of my magic then let's go you know <laughs> no no promises and you know So what I did was shadow work with her, you know? Okay, so what was the most angry thing that happened to you three months ago at the onset of your eyesight problem? And she told me, oh, because like I was having a fight with my sister and then she set boundaries of me and I felt abandoned and I got really angry at her because who is she to get to decide whether we talk or not talk, you know? And so I said, okay. Here's an opportunity. Do you want to be right about being a victim that your sister set boundaries and you feel abandoned or you want to forgive her? And by the way, also forgive yourself because you must have said something that made her upset to -hmm. set boundaries with you. And then you can have your eyes back. Do you want to be right about being a victim and hold grudge? Or do you want to forgive her, forgive you and get your eyes back? And she said, I want my eyes back. I said, good, good choice. (laughs) In one session, her eyesight fully recovered. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So so I don't get to claim credit for that because as a healer, I don't get to force my clients into forgiveness, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you don't choose forgiveness, I can't help you. You know what I mean? Like, you have to decide that I'm not gonna be a victim of this boundaries and abandonment, and you know, you have to let go. Of that victim story and this comes back to the point where not everybody is ready to heal yeah right so I'm like okay well do you want to heal or not do you want your eyes back or not
0: (laughs) you know what it's so true what you're saying because when I went on my journey in 2012 you know somebody upset me beforehand I'd be like ah how dare they treat me this way and get really riled up and not share how I was feeling and it just stored and stored in the body. And then in 2012, like, it's so hard to pinpoint it, but like I was misdiagnosed and I, and I heard a voice saying, it's time to heal. And then I ran out of the hospital crying um, and that my results were negative, thank God. Um, but then I just went on this journey of like deep forgiveness for myself. It was more for myself than anybody else. And like anyone that hurt, upset me, I just let it go because I was like, I get to choose how I live my life now. And it's so true what you're saying, like the, the bit about the eyes, like she had a choice between having her eyes or not. <laughs> so it's about choosing yourself, learning to forgive yourself, learning to accept yourself, learning to let the anger come out. Because you're right, as women, we have been told to be, you know, the people pleaser, the sacrificer, the good girl, um, dress this way, smile this way, don't show your anger. And if you do show your anger, you're you're then punished. And I think it's so important to release the anger because when you feel it, you release it, then you're able to heal it.
1: And you know, what's interesting too, is in the traditional Chinese medicine, we say that menstrual blood is related also to the liver system. And, you know, whenever I have clients with, you know, breast cancer, or they have fibroids or cysts, you know, the first thing I want to do with them is look at, the really deep-rooted anger that you don't even know about, the really suppressed anger. Wow. And so it's like double whammy. First, you tell us we have to be nice and not lose our temper. So (laughs) we are not allowed to express our anger. And then every month we lose blood. You know, the blood is actually stabilizing and that's why you know some women they get a little bit moody around you know their menstrual cycle right actually it's perfect you know why it's perfect when you are moody it's because you cannot keep your nice girl mask on I always say whenever Mm -hmm. I am menstruating I'm like oh my god I'm the most psychic like, you know, like in my <laughs> spiritual power, because, you know, usually I would be holding on to my nice girl mask and I don't, you know, call people out basically. But, you know, when I'm on my period, I can't contain myself because literally I'm letting go, right? The blood is coming out between my legs. So I have no ability to keep my bullshit together. So it's like if I see bullshit, I call bullshit. And so, Actually, we need to celebrate when we're getting our period because that is when the truth comes out, you know, that the the absolute truth comes out when a woman is bleeding.
0: Wow. That's so fascinating. But actually, it makes sense because we're shedding and letting go of the past and feeling our feelings. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I never thought of it that way, actually, just thinking about it. Wow.
1: And it really, you know... Makes me cry a little bit when I hear women who think menstruation is something like a bother, like I can't go work out at the gym, or you know, uh, like I I want to take these birth control pills so I only get my period every three months. I mean, bless their heart. If if that's the life that you want, that's great. But it as a society we're so, you know, masculine because we've had thousands of years of patriarchy where we value accomplishments more than, you know, the feminine principle, which is resting and having this internal dialogue or meditation. There's a reason why God made women bleed once a month and it's so sacred this menstrual blood whenever I get my period I literally I'm like yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) oh that's so fascinating that it's I just want to go back to something actually you said about you know the anger in the body um yes it's so fascinating because like so I had a kidney problem back in so 2015 so about 2014 I was just getting like a lot of tiredness, like pains in my sides. And and I actually went to an acupuncturist and, and they said to me, there's too much heat in the body. And I was like, what does that mean? Heat? How do I do this? Like, and then they like gave me some herbs and like recommended some stuff, but it all makes sense now. Like I'd already been on my journey for so long, but there was stored anger that I didn't know the repressed anger. And it was about like the patriarchy, how women are mistreated and so when I I discovered that I had a kidney defect that I was born with and I didn't have a clue about it, I had to then I ended up saving my kidney. Um, I didn't want them to to take it out, so I ended up saving it, um, and they just operated on it. And I had so much emotion after it; like old patterns came up, things that I hadn't that like I thought I'd let go of came back up, and it was the biggest. I call it my biggest blessing, if I'm honest. Um, I was able to release so much like ancestral, cultural, society trauma that I had about women and my own journey and within my own family of women and really tapped into the wisdom from within. And some people think, oh God, what? Like you're happy about having an operation, but actually the operation helped me to surrender more and listen to myself and be patient and be kind to myself, which is something we're not really taught about. As women to to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like everything is a gift. And I just want to share that in traditional medicine, the fear is stored in the kidney. And when somebody is born with a kidney defect, it's really ancestral, you know, you have ancestral karma around fear so that really means that either your mother or your father or both lineage has a lot of fear and if if you if you go one layer deeper the reason why you have fear is because you don't trust yourself and you don't trust yourself because you don't know that you are a divine light being so basically when people don't know their divinity they're disconnected from you know you can call it their source light Hmm. they don't know that they're going to be okay right like what i always teach in my classes is a bird rests on the branch not because it trusts the branch not to break but it trusts its wings and its ability to fly Right. So the bird can relax and close their eyes and, and sleep on the branch because if the branch breaks, the the bird doesn't trust, trust the branch. It trusts its wings and its, its ability to fly. So mm-hmm. what happened is, you know, somewhere in your ancestors, they got disconnected from their true power. Yeah. yeah. And so then they thought that, oh my God, there's you know, they're probably disconnected from the spiritual realm and they just struggled in the human world. You know, I, I once worked with a client, you know, she has arthritis and she had this really weird relationship with food. It's like, if she has seafood and then she has to eat it. And then she also, you know, have arthritis and, you know, of course, like So bones is also related to, you know, the the kidney element and system. And there's a lot of fear. And it turns out that, you know, in her lineage, they went through some famine where their ancestors felt like, okay it doesn't matter how hard I work. We're still going to go hungry. And this is the part where I'm really nerdy, so I read the Bible every day, (laughs) and I also study like Taoist, Buddhist, Hindu, like I'm just an MIT nerd that really (laughs) loves to learn and read. So, you know, in the Bible, it says that when we experience things like famine or COVID, it's really actually an opportunity for us to pray or go back to God's kingdom, because When you reconnect to the spiritual realm, you are instantly saved. And I want to share this example. So earlier this year in June, I got COVID. Oh, wow. And my blood oxygen level actually went down to 88%. Now, 90% is when you're supposed to call ER and go get a ventilator because there's not enough oxygen and you can have brain damage.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: So because of my spiritual cultivation in five minutes, I brought the number from 88 to 98. So if it's above 95, then you're healthy, right? So so really when I feel like I'm really tired, I'm coughing a storm and I feel hopeless and despair, it's not because God gave me COVID to punish me, but God says, hey, Winnie, come back to my kingdom. And so (laughs) I'm like, okay, God, like I'm dying. and uh, please like you know rescue me hello hello sos and then and so you know in five minutes like just a miracle happened and i want to say something too so in traditional chinese medicine grief is stored in the lungs mm-hmm. and so basically the reason why you know i got hit so bad with covid was because the divorce was fresh and I haven't fully processed all of the grief for 19 years together with like the rock in my life. Wow. And you know, like there's a part of me that's still holding on to the grief. And so I literally had to coach myself like I coach my client and I'm like, <laughs> Winnie. Do you want to be right about being a victim that, you know, your rock of 19 years decided to abandon you and what like not be in a marriage anymore? Do you want to be right about being a victim or do you want to live and just let go of, you know, your 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 story and your label that you're a victim and all of that stuff? And I'm like, you know what, God, I see why you have to give me COVID, because you know, I need to move on from this divorce. I need to overcome my grief and like, come back into your kingdom, you know? And so that's what happened. I just said, God, I'm ready to let go my divorce and my grief story. And then, uh, yeah. And then five minutes and then I was back.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, I have no words right now. (laughs) That's so powerful. I'm congratulations on the rebirth i guess i would say yeah the awakening wow That's-
1: yeah yeah it's really really uh funny that the reason why we suffer is because we don't trust god's plan hmm. you know and i say the word god but you can call it the Tao, the source the universe you know uh it's really, just a higher power. I'm not like trying to, you know, push any particular tradition on anyone. We are spiritual beings
0: Mm.
1: and relationships come and go. These body cancer cells come and go. There is one thing that is eternal. And that is our spirit. You know, so when we realize that I am not my divorce, I am not a victim, I'm not my grief, when I'm ready to let go of these illusions, they call this in Buddhists. So the diamond sutra says that everything that we see, every phenomenon. Is an illusion. Everything is a dream, right? Mm -hmm. So attachment leads to suffering. So if I'm attached to my body, it's going to lead to suffering. You know, if I'm attached to not getting wrinkles, (laughs) well (laughs) then I'm doomed. Okay. Uh, If I'm attached to having relationships that never end, that's going to cause suffering. Mm. So really, you know, Everything is an opportunity to help us discover who we really are. Yeah,
0: it's so true. And I just wanted to go back to something you said earlier about um, my lineage with fear. It's so fascinating you're saying that because <laughs> <laughs> explains why the uh, the um, the the podcast is called the Inner Light Project because I woke up yeah. after the the um, operation seeing that we all have a light within yeah Um, I have a program that's called infinite trust <laughs> trusting yourself but also which is kind of freaky but makes sense so my mom was a nurse and she worked in the kidney renal unit mm. so I always linked it to that just that oh maybe it was like you know the energy there and there was something going there but I do believe in the fear energy like I, I've released it all and stuff and I can see a lot of what you're saying where it came from i see that now um but it's so fascinating what you're saying but it can be deeper than what we actually know and it can be handed down through generation after generation and we're here to heal that
1: okay thank you for telling me this key information because something that we don't realize is everything has karma Hmm. so for example if that person is supposed to die with a kidney disease but then you know whether you're a doctor or a nurse or an acupuncturist and you save that person then it's possible that it's kind of like you know think about karma like a bank account okay so yeah like, let's say they, they have a $100 in debt and they're supposed to go, but then you save them. So oh. if you are not connected to God, then it's almost like you have to take some money out of your bank account to pay down their bank account. Right. So, wow. you know, there's a reason why doctors and nurses they don't live really long lives. If you look at this, like especially in Western medicine,
0: 100%. a lot
1: of the doctors, nurses, they experience burnout and you know, they just can't do it. And I I one of my my teachers says, you just go look at the massage therapist. You know, a massage therapist that's been over seven years, they've taken on so much of other people's stuff. Mm. If if they don't wear protection or they're not in god's kingdom so so here's the thing like when i first started acupuncture and i wasn't you know as strong as i am now i would pick up dark entities in my body all the time yeah and so what really protects me is my connection to spirit, right? So so for example, what that really means is I'm not paying down their debt, but I am praying for them. Hey God, you know, uh, please give us unconditional love and mercy and grace. And, you know, please shine some, uh, you know, positive money, you know, and God gives us forgiveness loans, right? You know, think about it, like in the Bible, <laughs> Jesus says, you're forgiven. Now stand up and walk or open your eyes and see, right? So really, if that person can, you know, go back into God's kingdom, then I don't have to use my karma bank account to help them heal. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, so, you know, It's really interesting, the story with your family.
0: It's fascinating that you're saying that because what I've sensed and and tuned into is that mum obviously being a nurse, working the kidney renal unit, you know, she was dealing with dialysis and things like that, where people were at the end of their kidney journey. Yeah. So I felt this was just me personally. And like, you kind of like kind of more or less confirmed it, (laughs) which I felt for years, is that maybe with some of her patients, she absorbed that energy and it got transferred into me whilst I was inside of her and she was looking after her patients. That's kind of how I saw it. Um, And she may have absorbed the energy and she didn't know how to protect herself or release it, like you're saying. And I am now doing that in a way with like the work that I do. But when I, you know, I work with a lot of heavy energies and, you know, but I know how to release it. So it's not absorbing onto me. So that's kind of fascinating what you're saying.
1: <laughs> because think about it. The patients that she was taking care of has a lot of fear. They're about to die.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So if she feels bad that her patients are going to die, then she's also catching the fear of her clients and then you know then that fear is like like breast milk fed into you wow
0: wow what I can tell you though is so I had the operation and um, then I did have kidney disease but me being me trusting my intuition and um, I started following like a health protocol and I reversed it in seven months so I know anything is possible
1: Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if you have stage four cancer. So my teacher, doctor and master Ji Gang Sha, he just healed the stage four cancer in three weeks. Wow. Wow. It's really, you know, are you ready to ask the spiritual realm for help, basically?
0: Yeah 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 I see what you mean because yeah that's kind of what I did actually I just said like universe god just show me the way show me the answer exactly exactly, I will do it (laughs) it's so true when you have no more like you know eventually you will get tired of the medical system because they don't understand the energy they don't understand that the body can heal itself and when you have no more resources that's when we look from within that's when we trust in the higher power or god or universe whatever you want to call it and i think people just don't know that do they like they don't know that they have that side as well and it's if they knew that my god that's why you do what you do right (laughs)
1: you know what i've come to realize is that if you really, really, really believed, then miracles can happen. Mm. But there are also a lot of people who are spiritual bypassing, who think that they believe, but actually they don't really believe. Mm. You know, I see a lot of people manifesting like, oh, I am abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm health, I'm health, I'm health, and they're just chanting these positive affirmations. But, you know, I'm sorry. It's like, some people, they get cancer, and they refuse chemotherapy. And they think that if I just chant mantra, they can heal their cancer. And, you know, I'm the perfect example, which is like, I don't know what I don't know, right? Like Mm. I I think I can chant mantras, but then I still have really heavy negative karma. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that you know, it's like in the beginning I thought I know everything, and then bam, I have a divorce, right? It's just kind of like, yeah, I what part of my job is also opening people's heart to Western medicine because I do see people who are like, okay, I, I, I can't stand science. I don't believe in wearing masks or getting vaccinated or chemotherapy and all that. And, you know, my stance is God created scientists mm. and, you know, God also created healing miracles. So why not trust everything?
0: Mm. Like,
1: why not open your heart to everything? right? Why not chant mantras and get chemotherapy? Like, why close your heart Hmm. to something that is already there? You know, why suffer longer? Just, you know, like, that's the thing. I, when I had COVID, I was actually traveling. Hmm. And if I was in the US, I would just take (laughs) Paxlovid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know, I was like you know if I have access to meds just give it to me like I I'm not one of those healers that says I don't pop pills I will I will pop pills if it's available but like I'm I'm on an island I have no pills you know so I also want people to not think that you know science is less than spiritual healing it's like just open your heart you know open your heart it's really opening your heart to yourself. Like be a lover of science, be a lover of spiritual healing, be a lover.
0: Mm. Yeah. it's So true. Because then the door just opens and it's the unknown. And the more you, you trust in that, the more you learn. Yeah. And um, can you tell us about your book, Honoring Darkness? Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow and Grow Your Power.
1: Exactly. So basically, I am a nerd with four science degree, Wow. And I'm also <laughs> I'm also a professor. And I just thought, hey, you know, can I write a Bible on shadow work where if people just followed You know these ten steps and did these exercises at the back of each chapter. They will have a really good foundation of their darkness, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that I see a lot is people have talk therapy, and I love talk therapy. But like twenty years later, they're still in talk therapy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: agree. It's because there's no direction, there's no curriculum, there's no structure and discipline. It's just like, Mm -hmm. oh well, how how was your week, right? And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, like, can I create a structure and a discipline? So let's start with looking at these top ten shadows, so that at least you're familiar, you have the language to talk to your top therapist. You know what I mean? Mm Because if you don't even know what they are, how can you transform it?
0: Yeah.
1: Right, so awareness is number one. And the other thing that I realized is, it's very hard to do shadow work because your ego is not gonna let you look at how you suck, basically. (laughs) (laughs) But because, you know, um, i wrote about my childhood trauma rape divorce parental alienation like basically really really dark topics wow and when you watch a movie or when you watch netflix it's easier to cry for the other person on the screen because that's not you Mm. you see what i mean but then in a way you're also relating to the character in the movie. So at the same time, this is a textbook, but it's also like a Netflix drama because every chapter, the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, so, so you're like, oh my God, wait, that happened to her, that happened to her. So it's almost like you can almost read it like, like a thriller, like, oh, what's gonna happen to her next? What's gonna happen to her next? And she just descend deeper and deeper into her darkness. And how does she climb out of all that darkness?
0: Mm.
1: So the the book in itself is really great. And one of the things I realized is that it's not safe to do shadow work alone. Yeah. Because what if you get stuck in the, the dark tunnel and you don't know how to get out, right? Sure. So the best way to do shadow work is either one you go to a talk therapy or life coach where they are trained to do shadow work. So that's private one-on-one. And two is you have some kind of group coaching where you gather in a community and there's like a facilitator that can hold the light and take care of you. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. It's like, you want to have somebody hold the light while you journey in your darkness. Yeah. And then the third way is if you are you know a spiritual being so for example you have a relationship with jesus and you can just call on you know your guides and this is literally what i say i said okay jesus hold my hand and don't you dare let go of me for a second because right now i'm gonna journey to the part of me that is really angry at god (laughs) and you know it's really funny because actually what I find is that the best experience is the third way, you know, Mm. it's the most peaceful because every time I do that, I end up in the greatest peace. Like I experience this magic from a higher dimension because, you know, the only reason why we have shadow is because of duality right light and dark right and wrong and so we humans live in this 3D we get triggered and angry because there is separation Mm. but once we go to a higher dimension it's just oneness so a lot of the times what I find is that you know instead of talking with a talk therapist and analyzing oh yeah this person has borderline disorder and that person is narcissistic and that person is empath and ocd and anxiety depression instead of slapping labels and you know even cancer is a label right instead of getting stuck on this 3d label is what if we can go to a higher dimension where there's only oneness
0: true
1: And so, you know, because I'm a nerd and, um, you know, of my four (laughs) science degrees, I'm always hacking. What is the shortest, fastest, easiest way to heal? Yeah. Yeah. And so what I have concluded is why even bother in the human realm when you can just have like the least painful experience if you go there? Mm but then I also realized not everybody is open and ready for the highest kind of healing. And that's why we get to meet people where they're at, you know, like if you want to talk about your childhood trauma, let's talk about your childhood trauma. You know, you want to talk about your rape, let's talk about your rape. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I'm here to hold your hand and listen to you in the 3d realm and I'm able to do that because I have, it's like I have a central bank behind me. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I, it's so fascinating. I'm definitely gonna have to buy the book. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of wisdom there, and I feel like everyone can learn something from you for sure. And um, what are your five top tips for someone who wants? to release trauma from the body but they don't really know where to start
1: perfect so I call this the one hour one day one week one month and one year plan
0: oh wow
1: (laughs) yeah so let's say you're having an anxiety attack and you really feel like ah it's suffocating I can't even breathe like I just want to you know, maybe even take a knife and slice my chest open because I can't stay inside this body any longer. So that's the one hour plan. So the one hour plan is, you know, know your support network. You know, ideally you have seven friends that you can call any hour of the day, you know, who who will come over and hold your hand and cuddle you and hug you and tell you you're okay maybe bring ice cream or chicken soup and if you don't have that then maybe you have like you know like a you know like a national suicide hotline something like that so that's a one hour plan the one day plan is to go get acupuncture because literally our body is like the pipes So if you're having this really huge anxiety attack, it's because your toilet is not flushing. So go hire a plumber who's gonna move all that junk out of your body, flush your toilet, and you're gonna feel immediately better. Like everybody literally go get an acupuncture, Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: have an acupuncturist ready to go. So, and whenever your trauma comes up, you have this ready to deploy. Okay, the one week plan is to go find either a talk therapist or a life coach. The reason why I say this is because people say, hey, Winnie, 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 uh, can you help me lose weight and do acupuncture? I say, yeah, but if you're gonna eat 21 cheeseburger, I'm not gonna be able to overcome that, right? So mm. the, the value of a talk therapist or a, a life coach is they're gonna reprogram your mindset. So that's the one week plan and maybe try antidepressants or, you know, some kind of meds, because there's no shame getting help and taking medication. You know, you can always take medication and wean yourself off six months later. And if you have trouble, like you can message me, I'll help you wean. Okay. So one month plan, the one month plan is to start doing things like you know, yoga classes and dance classes, you know, instead of really stuck in the me, me, me thinking, right? Like, oh, I'm in so much pain. It's like, just go out, have some fun, right? Go to the beach Mm -hmm. and have dinner, watch a movie, just go out, have some fun. And then finally, the one-year plan is to really cultivate, you know, meditate, you know, read the Bible, do Taoist, Buddhist, Hindu meditations, you know, go find out about the spiritual world because that is where you're going to learn the truth of who you are and you can graduate from all of the suffering.
0: Mm. That's so fascinating. Very powerful. Five top tips. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And what are you most grateful for?
1: I am honestly most grateful for you and also everybody who's listening. (laughs) It's really funny because my core trauma is I feel that nobody wants to listen to me. My parents didn't listen to me. My ex-husband of 19 years didn't want to listen to me. My kids don't want to listen to me. So literally going to podcasts is like therapy for me. Oh, somebody wants to listen to me. So I'm really (laughs) grateful to you and everybody who is listening.
0: Oh, bless you! <laughs> um, and what shines your inner light?
1: What shines me in the light?
0: What shines your inner light?
1: Mm, what shines my inner light? Mm. I don't know. It just takes a second. I just close my eyes and smile in my heart, and it's
0: like an on-off switch. It just
1: bing, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that thank you yeah. Winnie, for just being yourself and you know being brave to to really listen from within and trust what you're here to do and help so many people change their lives thank you for just being you
1: yeah thank you so much for having me
0: oh it's a pleasure wow what an unbelievably amazing episode um I'm just blown away today. (laughs) Um, It's so powerful to really listen to your body and pay attention to where you need to forgive and what you need to forgive because, to be honest, life is too short. We all deserve to live in our divine loving truth. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. The body stores the trauma of our lives, thereby keeping us stuck in the past. When we release the tension in the body and align ourselves with gravity... We take a new stand in life. That's a quote by Joseph Heller. Take care, my sisters. Bye. For more information about the show, visit www.goodshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit, lit.